Welcome back to another episode of Watch Rewatch. It's the podcast that examines the art of the rewatch. I'm your host, Sean. I'm your host, John. And we're coming to you live from Montreal on a pretty chilly day, March 11th. And you would think it would be warmer than it is, and it's not. It's freezing cold. It's like minus uh, 13, minus 17. Holy shit. I was wrong. It's minus 17. Uh, for anybody in America, that's really cold. It's pretty cold. I went out today to get my fresh hot coffee, and it was just a bad idea because yeah. I didn't have gloves. And, you know, it, this whole week they fooled us into thinking that we had uh, – winter was over. You could get on your bike and do whatever, but today just was a firm reminder that, you know, stray animals are gone and homeless need shelter. It was oh, a really cold day. Very cold day, but uh, we've been keeping busy this week, uh, mostly with stuff that's not movie-related, actually. I guess I think so. Both of us, John and I were talking before we started the show, and it's been kind of a tough week getting to see, cause, you know, we think, you know, we're doing a podcast, we want to have stuff to talk about, you know, so you want to watch more stuff, and it's been a great kind of impetus to watch more things and watch more things together. But, you know, real life gets in the way sometimes. Oh, man. You know, and I'm also a, uh, an excellent, uh, not protagonist, what's the... Uh, procrastinator. That's, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> procrastinator. Although you've been doing better than I have. I, I, I really, like, I had a bunch of movies that I wanted to see, and I just couldn't, I couldn't get the time. Right. And, you know, I think on my list right now, I, I still want to see fucking Moonlight. It's, oh, right. It, yeah. I haven't seen Moonlight. I haven't seen um, uh, 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 uh King Kong, which I want to see. I want to see Logan. Those are the two. Oh, like, they just came out. Yeah, but studio pictures I want to see, uh, and and I'm way behind on that. I, that's I'm, fine. You're you're okay. You're living your life, and and the you know, yeah. I'm, but I, thought, I want. I, I genuinely want to see those films. I thought we would just not talk about the Oscars at all. Like I thought last week we would finally put the the coffin in the nail. Like I don't want to ever hear the word Moonlight or the other thing ever again for <laughs> no, the rest of my the, life. Every single episode for this year will be Oscar related. Oh no! Could you imagine? <laughs> just still talking about the Oscars. Your personal hell oh my gosh it would just be the worst it's uh, august 8th we're recording and we're still talking about the oscars and people are like move on get a fucking grip <laughs> <laughs> um oh, but this man. week i'm actually this was a good week because i got to think about the excellent finale and 12th season of it's always sunny in philadelphia okay so yeah this this there's been some talk about this has there yeah okay glenn howerton might be right leaving might the show. be leaving the show i read about that yeah and, and it's due to the fact that he was cast in a pilot with yeah. Patton oswalt for nbc right uh, but I, I don't think it's just that. I think that there's possibly creatively some kind of not not not, not with the other character because he's he was explicit in saying that this isn't some kind of personal issue. Of course, yeah. It, it was more that uh, uh, I think they're maybe going in a different direction with that yeah. character, and hopefully they take it to the head that it's been building to, and they make him actually a serial killer. Okay, I mean I might that's I'm the probably going to spoil this ep- this week's episode or this season or whatever, but not not in a direct way, but just because yeah, it was another FX show where I was fooled into a finale. It was another situation where I'm oh, sitting and watching even, it. You weren't thinking it no, was the finale. Again, it was. I'm like, I'm, I keep assuming that. Every, I, I'm so wrong when it comes. Uh, here we are. I'm the. I'm supposed to be the smart. <laughs> you're supposed you're to, supposed to be the savant with yeah. this movie stuff. Well, this I, is the TV stuff. So all of I, it. Oh, shit, whatever. Anyway. I'm the guy who doesn't. I'm. The, I don't know anything. It's like I work in film and I don't know anything. The well, Sunny. This this uh, season has just been excellent. Really, really uh, excellent uh, carryover. Um, What's the lot? The serial stuff. Like, it, this season especially had a lot of, like, um, um, 
uh, Kurosawa, Maimonimur Hiroshima thing viewpoint. So it's like, you know, the... Right. So it's... You, you get Rashomon. D's, exactly. Oh, yeah. my goodness. The social network stuff. So, yeah. you know, when D's at this corner of the bar, you're going to see her perspective. But the next episode, we're going to see this kind of perspective, yeah. whatever. So this episode, everyone was going off in their own direction. And it was... Everyone was getting an ending in the last 10 minutes. A Mac came out as gay this season. Like, he's out. Like it's Oh, he's not, out he's now? He's out, out. And he's now playing it in a pervy kind of way now where he's like, you know, coming on to, to Dennis. And it's just like... <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny now. And uh, yeah, so this episode really ends. Like Dennis walks out the bar. He's like, fuck Philadelphia. See you later. I'm not going to more than that, but that the, he mic drops Oh, it. okay. And, so that uh, explains this discussion about yeah, him. Yeah, but of it's mean. very funny because Dennis Dennis all of a sudden like wakes up from this kind of serial killer dream that he's having and says, what the hell have I been doing with my life? Bye. And then everyone in the bar is like, huh? But again, Charlie Day is probably, and Danny DeVito are the movie stars, and he was in the first yeah. season of Fargo. And uh, Olsen and the other guy are married, so I guess he's like, you know, the fifth wheel at the party or whatever, so he wants to move on up. Yeah, I think they're, I mean, it's probably time for all of them to, to move 12 on. seasons, and I even think this year they said that FXX, I think, forgot that they're on the air, and so they still keep getting, uh, you know, money to make seasons. But uh, the Dennis, How what's his face? Howerton? Glenn? Yeah, Glenn Howerton is yeah, the actor. Yeah, he's on an NBC Dennis. pilot. I don't think that's a good investment to yeah, quit got- ship. Quit, quit your job over an NBC pilot. No, I know, because they make a lot of them that don't go anywhere. But, I mean, it, it's him and Patton Oswalt. It got a little more publicity than most pilots do, because I think there's possibly some uh, uh, writer of note involved okay. doing it. So. That sounds about right. Yeah. So this is a TV week on Watch Rewatch. It is a real TV week, because I wasn't able to get around to watching any of the films I wanted to watch. Films, but I had, yeah. some, I had some more... Uh, rewatching uh, what you disdainfully referred to as like, are we going to be those guys, the Simpsons guys? Are we? Man, I'm telling you, I, this is this is the first, this is the classic watch rewatch paradigm where you have seen something a billion times and I've never seen it. And I grew up, we talked about the history before. I never saw the Simpsons. I finally saw uh, um, Bart the the the, the re- gorge the gorge episode. Yeah. Man, and I remember I had seen that as a that kid. That is probably the most replayed, rewatched. Simpsons. The last thirty like, seconds are I. I was in tears laughing. I mean, the sight guys like when they get they you know they bring him up from the gorge. He's banging his head the entire way up. They put him in the ambulance, and within point one seconds, it crashes into a tree and right. he falls back out. Just a sight gag. That, Everyone like, knows it. It's, it's so, so good. They bring that up. I think a, a season or two later in a clip show, and then they they modify it where the stretcher uh, bed crashes on Homer's head. Also, oh. they reanimated it to add more. And then in the movie, they took a spin on the gorge thing. And so, oh, so maybe it became they beat it to death. Oh, they definitely beat it to death. And that's like that's like the AFI Meryl Streep honorary clip thing. It's like whenever yeah. they honor The Simpsons, they'll show this is the scene that did it. But between, I'm surprised it was that early, though, because season two. I don't know, like season two. Like when you really? talk about the rewatching, I don't quote anything from season. Season three is where I start. But okay. see, there's something about one and two where I'm like, it still hasn't. There's still some weird pacing issues, and like I didn't realize that Flanders isn't in season one at all. He comes in in like the second or third episode of season two, okay. And like you've already known him, and it's weird because some of the characters like they don't seem very well defined, and they build them over the course of the show. Mm. Flanders is Flanders from day one. The first episode you see him, he's exactly the same as he's always been, Um, and uh, it was pretty entertaining. I know he's become like they talk about. There's the term in TV meme or not TV memes, but TV tropes, right? uh, Flanderization. Where what? It's a character. Never heard of that. Really? Yeah. It's when you have a character in it's it's always Sunny has had this level against it where 
most of the characters start off kind of normal, but then by, you know, they're doing 12 seasons of a show, everybody, all their character quirks get amped up and they just become their quirks. Right. That's Flanderization. Because okay. Flanders, like his religious stuff, uh, you know, he gets more and more. Ex- and Homer, too, everybody in The Simpsons, they all get kind of extreme. And y- even in season two, you can see Homer getting stupider, much stupider mm. already. That's kind of what they were going for, I think. But yeah, season two, I'm not a big. Yeah. But fan he of. keeps getting, from what I remember, anyways, Homer gets stupider throughout the whole show. And, yeah. and that's partly like as a result of. You know, it's funny and it's a cheap way to get laughs. And but this happens in every. It depends TV on the showrunner. Show I remember when David Merkin took over the fourth season. Homer was like, uh, like other dimension stupid. Like yeah. he was like uh, so ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it, but it's funny though too. Yeah. Like, later on, he becomes uh, an ignorant parent in a funny way. So he's more he's more down to earth instead of like literally going up into space. Hilarious. Yeah. Um, but the Simpsons. Yeah, we're going to be talking about this. How are you watching the Simpsons right now? I I I uh, I'm watching The Simpsons on Plex. What's Plex? Plex is a media server, ah. so you can pull all of your DVDs uh, onto the Plex. So I took all the DVDs that I have because my I put them on the Plex. my season my I have all the I have the season because I just hate switching DVDs. I have season three to season uh, ten or twelve on The Simpsons, and season four disc one is so fucked that I can't play the Cape Fear episode. I can't play the Barbershop Quartet episode. And see, this is a reason. Uh, and again, uh, this is it's a legal gray area. But if you own the DVDs, really? you're you know. Yeah, you're technically not supposed to copy them, but if you're copying them, for I can't your find own the playback, files anyway. If I could stream them, I'm sure I could find them. But it's, yeah. it's just the simplicity, and plus, those Simpsons DVDs are laced with excellent commentaries yeah. from all those writers, and yeah. it's just great. So they have Jeff Goldblum randomly on some, John Waters, Conan yeah. O'Brien, yeah. excellent commentaries. Yeah, no, it's it's much better a- than this. <laughs> yeah, people with real insight. But they were into also the recording commentaries uh, back in 2004 and three on those uh, DVDs because like, they released uh, season four DVD I think in 2003 or four. And so if you listen to it live now, that's almost uh, 13 years ago. And yeah. to hear them talk about where we are t- like today, it's like oh, when you guys are listening to this 10 years, it's frightening because these guys. It's still they, 10 or 13 they, years ago. They think that, yeah, well, they think that these podcasts or these audio commentaries are just going to be the only thing around. And, yeah, and it's kind of little did they know that right. people with less information and more opinions would be talking about them on their radio shows that nobody listens to. Self-produced, self-listened. Self, yeah, yeah, pretty much. That, I think that's a good way to sum up okay. what podcasting is. Now we've taken off. We're in the air now. Well, that's it. We're in the air. So it's been fun, kind of revisiting that because I, I have vague memories of The Simpsons from watching it on TV, like we talked about CBC and all that stuff. Yeah. But uh, that was the first time where I felt like, oh man, this is like really funny because it's been like a lot of like family stories about you know kind of moralistic stuff this was the first straight ahead that it still had that angle like bart and and homer yeah having a moment but it was really like the humor took took precedence over whatever the moral of the story was but i was doing that and then i was also uh vicky's been watching agatha christie's poirot oh lord oh my god dude i, I tell you this show i i it's I watched it initially and I was like, what the fuck is this? It has this like weird ass eighties like like a bunch of crystals and like art deco okay. animated opening. Oh yeah. But it's David Suchet or Suchet who's who plays this guy. He's this like British actor. And he's a bit and here's the thing. A thespian probably. A thespian. Okay. Like classically <laughs> trained actor. Right. But British guy doing this like his, it's better than the Inspector Clouseau accent. It's a Clouseau accent, guy. Sort of. Like, it's a British guy playing a French guy, so it's like that weird British-French accent they well, do. Well, like, Sellers was... Yeah. Uh, 
uh, I say very much. Uh, it's weird. It sometimes it sounds the, the like mystery is a, the mystery is afoot. Yeah, I, I don't know. No, it's it's a, not nice. It's it's a weird accent, but Poirot. The, Poirot. Yeah. And Agatha Christie wrote these books, and so a million B- of them, probably. Yeah, yeah. BBC adapted the show, and each episode is based on a book or short story. Yeah. So they've in this and this show ran from 1989 to 2013. Right. Huge, huge run. So right. in that they did 70 episodes which covered literally every single book and short story there's nothing left there's nothing left nothing left and they ended on the last book and that's it it's okay. over okay so that's yeah. that's solid right that is solid but and it's it- weird because david suchet he's in the show like in 89 he's like in his 40s but he's kind of bald he looks older than he is he looks like he could be in his 50s close to 60 he's got the john waters mustache yeah well no not really like it's like a weird like oh, little upturned yeah. it looks like a mr potato head like mustache it's like look plasticky looking okay because they put so much like brill cream into it <laughs> but it's it's really weird and so the show runs this whole span but he had the Picard effect where he looked older than he was when they started mm. so by the time they got to the end he doesn't look that much older but they it's weird seeing him it's all age. on Netflix it's all on Netflix and so if you were to watch these 70 episodes in two days oh you could how long is an episode oh they're an long hour? 55 minutes and like the premieres are like an hour and 45 minutes British Log- logistically speaking that's three days Three days uh, of like no, there's because there's there's thirteen seasons, <laughs> but seventy episodes, and if they're an hour apiece, yeah, I don't know, man. It's a long watch. Yeah, there's a lot of longer. You episodes. wouldn't see the transition, and I guess you wouldn't see the aging of the man. Yeah, as, you, as much. Yeah, it, you do see it though. Like I, I skipped ahead just to watch because I was like, he'd pee. I, I was, and, but the flabbergasted. B, the BBC, how long. like they go to town on their Shakespeare and their and their Christie and their uh, their Dickens. Like how many? Because there's now going to be another uh, Murder on the Orient Express uh, remake coming out this year. Really? Kenneth, Kenneth Branagh's directing it, and uh, Johnny only... Depp. Johnny Depp's playing the 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 Inspector. Can I? Guy, can we talk maybe? about Johnny Depp? I'm done. With, I'm done with Johnny Depp. Oh yeah, I don't. I, I, I think. It, I, yeah. I, he, Go on. I want to hear it. He used to be a box office draw. Like you'd be like, oh, he kind of does interesting stuff. Now I'll actively avoid movies with him in it yeah. because I feel like he. It's more than phoning it in. It's he's, so he's bad non-existent. Now. It's just he's crash landed the plane and he still thinks he's in the air because we he in no order he did that disgusting Kevin Smith yoga hosers movie Ugh. and then he did that. He looked like trash on the Through the Looking Glass premiere last year when he was yeah. doing the, the press. Well, he's all bloated because he keeps drinking wine like a mother. Well, he's a fucking mo- wino. He's like a rich wino. His mother died this year. And, oh, I uh, feel bad about he, saying that. Well, his mother died, and I think he went into a terrible spin of hell, and then he had that but dog didn't, incident didn't he, with his wife. Wasn't he accused of abuse, yeah, too? Well, exactly, and the wife accused him of it, and she had pictures, and TMZ reported it. It's really bad. And what is so bad is that Disney, I guess, had a whole army of lawyers to save him because... Uh, look at anyone who was accused of any uh, abuse in a marriage. It's it's over for them. Mm-hmm. But but uh, not spare, for him and not, not for, for Casey him. Affleck. But I, maybe, well, maybe. Casey Affleck wasn't abuse. It was sexual assault. Okay, I'm like like that's better. But yeah, no. To Ugh, go back, I don't want to talk. About no, that. neither do I. But I want to go back to Johnny Depp's star star on the Walk of Fame because I because right. his star rose. Uh, you know, after putting in 20 years of good good honest work, and then Pirates came up. Good for him because yeah. he. Was in Pirates when Tom, and he was good in the first one. When Tom or, Cruise jumped on the couch and Mel Gibson did his uh, offensiveness to that cop, that was all in the same. That kind was of, all in the same year. So now I'm like, you know, People Magazine needs to choose their new Sexy Man of the Year, and, and households need their new whatever. And Johnny Depp comes. He moved up. <laughs> he moved up. He took their their spot, and I and that was just perfect because he rode that Sweeney Todd, Finding Neverland, five, three or four Oscar nominations year after year. Yeah, and then it just after the third Pirates, it just it, yeah really dropped because the Sparrow character is 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 
over. Like I'm, I'm done. Like even the first movie, maybe, but you can't watch that character and and find any fun from it anymore. I don't, I don't no, think. Like it's he, awful. he's drunk and he does the same swaggish bullshit after another <laughs> one thing after another. You and I saw the third Pirates movie in, yeah. in Ottawa at the time. I hated it. What a bore! Another goring bore movie from, from <laughs> Bore Verbinski. From Bore. <laughs> Bor Verbinski. Sorry, uh, sorry, Bor. You were great once, but he did uh, the. I remember he took over the time machine. Remember the time machine with with oh. uh, Guy Pierce. Yeah, I never saw it. H.G. Wells's grandson, Simon Wells, who directed the Prince of Egypt uh, animated movie, directed it. Really? And he took a day off or something. And Gore directed the last act, and then they gave him Mouse Hunt and Mouse Hunt. Right. That's the one with Christopher Walken and uh, Nathan Lane yeah. and Lee Evans. That was his big break, right? That was his big break. It's like a Tex Avery in a house thing. Yeah. Speaking of a house, I watched this great interview with Catherine O'Hara and David Letterman talking about Home Alone before the sequel's even written. And she's, uh, you know, she was on SCTV and, you know, I think stardom is there. But this is the first time where she's like a movie star in America yeah. and the biggest fucking movie ever made. Yeah. And, um, uh, she's uh, now being bombarded by people who are coming up to her saying, "Oh, you're great in this. You're great in that." And you, but you're but the kids are now watching Home Alone relentlessly, and so parents are now uh, pissed not pissed off at her, but saying, "You're the face I see every fucking day when my kid wakes up because my kid can't stop watching Home Alone." Oh my god! And so Catherine O'Hara is just you know being <laughs> like acknowledging that, yeah. that now like, she's like, please people, if you want to get mad at me, don't get mad at me. Get mad at John Hughes who's making two hundred million dollars a day just by because that movie what. What was America on, or why was this movie Home Alone? That's the that's another rewatch that just went it went nuts. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why it was. I mean, there's something about a kid setting booby traps, and you know, and it, it's 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 ripe for you know YouTube videos about how they would all be dead. You know, sure, but at the time, like kids, I, I guess it's it's a way for adults to have a, a an impartial babysitter. You know, kids mm-hmm. staring at a screen is a great way for you know, to walk away from the room, and it's PG, so it's safe. It's two hours. It's another good babysitter thing yeah. i just think it's a well-made movie though i mean it, it, you watch it it holds up pretty well it's it's a good they little didn't know what they were making they didn't know yeah. how big it was gonna get this wasn't like a, yeah no a, they weren't predestined no and were... that's the problem with the sequels the sequel clearly knows what it's trying to live up to and it, it, it's it's an it, excellent sequel it, yeah in terms of like sequels that are that are yeah, good they, yeah you have to one-up everything and it has to be but i don't find it's necessarily improved like empire strikes back is superior to the first star wars where I feel like you look at uh, uh, Home Alone 2 and it's yeah. like, it's, it's pretty good, but it kind of feels like a retread of the first. It's like an expansion of the first movie. Yeah, it's, it's ex- the it's same movie. DLC. E- What's that? Oh, downloadable content, video okay. games, when you get the extra shit. It's, it, but DLC- I downloaded my, I did my first DLC this last week for Breath of the Wild because I went to like Best Buy, Walmart and all those places and sat in the line like an idiot and they're like, no, we don't have any left. Pre-ordering. I thought you get oh. a... I thought you get a big bag of dicks when you pre-order it. I thought there was no point in pre-ordering. Don't a game. pre-order. But then that I would have had a Zelda game. No, you give because pre-ordering gives the developers money, and then sometimes they you get delivered. stuck with a shit yeah. game, and it can be buggy. But it, here was a situation where if I had pre-ordered Zelda, I would have gotten a copy. Oh, but you didn't have a DLC. DLC refers to additional content usually. Oh, okay, okay. So like you'll I, have yeah. the actual game that you'll buy on, yeah. on digital store. I, that's what I did with Zelda. I downloaded okay. it digitally on the Nintendo. On Wii the Shop. on the Nintendo. So you got the Switch? No, I I, I have the Wii U. So I oh, bought it on the Wii U. came out for I'm both. Spending five hundred dollars for a Zelda machine. <laughs> yeah. And the the thing it's on five hundred. Well, bucks. Canadian four hundred plus tax is like four eighty, and then you spend ninety dollars for the game because it doesn't come with a game. Yeah. No. Fuck that. But then it doesn't come with netflix or youtube or the virtual console which has always been their problem 
And they don't have backward compatibility because I think the Switch is a cartridge-based system, and so you can't play your Wii U Wii games on on this son of a bitch. It looks, but I still want. I still want it. I still want it. Have you have you seen uh, the videos of like the, the the crashings and and the people putting the uh, not the videos, but I guess just the 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 warnings people are are giving out. You know the slide docket. <laughs> What? Oh, because the thing slides into like a little console. Yeah, the little the screen. Yeah, you slide dock it, and apparently the the slide dock it has these slots that are, are that are aesthetic only, and they leave marks on the screen. Oh. And uh, Nintendo was uh, was bombarded with people saying there are dead pixels all over the screen, and they're like, "Oh, that's fine." And so, so Jesus, it's so bad, but I still want it. I yeah. still want it. I don't know, man. I've never been a big fan of Nintendo's modern consoles. I find like. They're always kind of shit. I mean, the, the Wii... gimmick. It's more gimmick than anything. Yeah, the, I think the Wii was probably their most successful yeah. in terms of what it was trying to do, and it was kind of ahead of the curve with motion controlling. But uh, the, the the Wii U is kind of shit, like with that huge ass. Yeah, but it's different. I feel like the Wii U is kind of like. Do you remember the Social Network when uh, Justin Timberlake is like, "You don't know what it is yet. You don't know what it is." Oh, yeah. That's kind of how I interpret the Wii U because it came out, and I'm I feel like I'm at a point now where I know what it is. It's the perfect game to have in a house with another gamer. Right. Keith can play his PS4. I can play my Wii U. I, right. They're they're a perfectly second place system yeah you know? it, it, that, I, I'll give you that second place system seems like an apt description yeah. for anything Nintendo's done in the last because 15 years you're going to buy a PS4 or an Xbox you're not necessarily going to get both but with a Nintendo you can definitely get yeah. it in addition to the other first system right one. because they drop in price quick usually after a yeah, year yeah they don't or something. even play fucking Blu-ray I'm sorry I'm swearing a lot. my vocabulary today is just rampant because I'm, I'm dry I'm dry as a I'm dry as a bone I'm dry I'm, I'm, my brain if it were a movie theater it'd be the empty screening of uh, it would just Allied. be like that like <laughs> Like that, yeah. Like cartoon dust. <laughs> the the yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or the, the the noise that the woman makes when they drag her body out of Silence of the Lambs. They grab the poster of they grab the cocoon from the poster of the movie out of her throat, and the dead body goes. <sighs> oh, <laughs> okay. That's a detail that I didn't remember. Oh yeah, that's why one best picture. Oh, just because of that now that well, noise. Well, I think that because that noise is so subtle and that that little sound effect that the the victim. I'm not. That's a terrible. It's a beautiful, terrifying movie. That movie. Okay. But uh, the Switch. But yeah, Zelda. Zelda's a great game. Zelda, somebody reviewed, IGN said that Zelda is the game that Nintendo has been uh, destined to make forever. Because apparently it's like the best rated game ever right now. Really? It's like more, like if you look at all the reviews over time, Zelda is the most perfect. I've never played any Zelda game, so I'll, okay. I'll take your word for it. Right. But uh, jumping into uh, to things that are destined to be remade over and over again, uh, you heard about they're doing a live action Aladdin now. Uh, really? Yep. Okay. And they're like, there was a whole thing, they're casting Middle Eastern actors, so clearly the, you know, there's a section of the internet that was like, really? You gonna do that? And it was, anyways, it was really? Weird. They're gonna yep. do that? Yeah, they're doing a live action one, you know. Uh, Where'd you read that? Oh, it's like all over. It wasn't on IMDb. Yeah, man, you got to look up like slash film. I'm, I'm fucking slacking today. You are slacking. I don't. Today. Have, I'm, I'm swearing because I don't have word choice. I haven't seen anything. Okay, man, I'm gonna. Uh, <laughs> this is gonna. We're doing a segment called Shotgun the News. I'm gonna shotgun the news at you. See what sticks. Okay. All right. King Kong. King Kong Skull, coming out. Skull Kong. Skull Kong. Now they have uh, an ECU, an expanded cinematic universe with the Godzilla guy. Yeah, they're doing a whole thing. They right. Have a whole writers' room. Okay. Second one. Wonder Woman. There's a new poster. I didn't. No. Reddit, Reddit didn't load it fast enough, so I scrolled past. All it. right. Uh, Better Call Saul season three. Okay, so now it's going to be Jimmy. No, now it's 
he's finally going to be Saul in this one. Yeah, uh, he's sort of. That show, and, and, and don't the watch Chicken it. Man, the Chicken that, Man is that, back. That, no, it's a great show. That show is a show where people are like, no, 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 just keep watching it. That <laughs> That's that what show. I keep saying. Three seasons in, it'll it'll get better. All right, here we go. <laughs> Avatar two, not coming in twenty. 20- two, three, four, and five, not coming in twenty eighteen. No, but I didn't know that. We're is getting... anybody sad about that? I don't know. Investors. Yeah, maybe. But two, three, four, and five at once—it's unprecedented. Cameron always does the the thing that no one does. But four sequels at once? Imagine I go see Avatar four and then five, and then I'll go see three and two. Can I go see these sequels out of order if they're all going to be out at the same time? I don't know. My brain hurts just thinking about that. Moving on. Next one. Atomic Blade. Charlize Theron as some kind of fucking John Wick. Do you see the trailer for this? No. It's basically somebody saw John Wick as like let's let's gender swap John Wick and like put some weird like like lesbian thing what's her hair like uh blonde platinum blonde she's wearing sunglasses it's set in germany it's based on this graphic novel but like there's a like she's bisexual in the thing but it's weird like like 14 year olds idea of what like a bisexual woman is like oh yeah i don't want to see her making it with a guy that's gay she's gonna make it with women okay you know you know what i mean like it's really like you look at it and it's like this guy's playing with dolls yeah yeah it's (laughs) like it's like, yeah, oh yeah, this is so hot. Two girls kissing. Like, and, it's like the really... sister looks through the bedroom. What? <laughs> what the? F- <laughs> Pretty much, it's that. So looks bad. All right, uh, we'll come back to this. I'm just listing yeah, all the stuff to get it there. Yeah, shock on this news, man. Shock on the news. All right, um, Zazy Zazzy Beats uh, from uh, Atlanta. Incredible actress got cast in uh, in. Uh, she played Vanessa in uh, Atlanta. She got cast in Deadpool too. Don't love the Deadpool movies that much, but right. I'm so happy for her because she's an incredible actress. Is she going to be in this Black Panther movie? Uh, no. Maybe? No, no, no. She's in Deadpool, and she's playing uh, a character from the Deadpool comic books. Okay, a superhero. I guess. I don't know know any of the characters, but I'm just happy that she got cast because she's super great. I watched uh, one of the guy. There's the rap. I've seen three episodes of of Atlanta. There's the 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 two rappers. There's the big guy and the little guy, and the big guy and the skinny guy. No, only one of them's the rapper. One of them, there's Paperboy. The, yeah, Paperboy. Yeah, and then Paperboy. His, his sidekick's like kind of, kind of like a Kramer in a way. Oh, the, no, the sidekick. The, uh, you're, you're talking about the the, the dude with the samurai swords. I guess I'm, forget, so. I'm blanking on the names. It's I not Donald Glover, and it's not Paperboy. Yeah, it's his buddy. He's he's my favorite. His he's in Get Out. I saw Jordan Peele's Get Out last week. Hey, I saw a movie. Hey, <laughs> oh, we gotta okay because I want to see. I want to see. I Get won't out spoil, so but bad. he's he's in it, and I I I, I, I love him. Get he's out, really funny. Get Out is is is. All the praise, all that, all that reviewing stuff. See it. It's definitely, it's something I've been thinking about every day. There's wow. so many things about that movie, and it's, the thing that I loved after the fact was he was invited. Jordan Peele was invited to the Criterion offices. Criterion is the is the pantheon of, of releasing movies. If you're ever going to buy a movie, buy from Criterion. Yeah, the Criterion collection. Exactly. Yeah. You, get, you really get. It's like a stamp of 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 you know your movie is like an, it's a movie and then some like yeah. this movie is like a work of art and we're gonna build on that with yeah. with, with theory and, and and outrageous prices. But he was at the <laughs> right. Criterion office and he was um, gushing over Rosemary's Baby. Oh, and I was just couldn't help but make the similarities of a Polanski movie and this Get Out mm-hmm. and. It's quite the compliment, I would say, to compare Polanski to Get Out because it's really there. Like, there's definitely Polanski's dark humor and and the horror and just the the the, the sheer like human nastiness is yeah. there in that Get Out movie. Man, I'm really excited to see that. That's cool. Well, but it was like L two in that you, you don't you're gonna gauge somebody's specific um, I guess bias based on their reaction in the movie. So if something let's say something racist or something uh, thing happened in the movie and you laughed. Oh, are you? What are you telling? Yeah, people why audience? are you laughing? Are you worried how you're going to be interpreted at the movie? Because when, yeah. when we watched L, we were la- not laughing, but we were enjoying. 
the terribleness of the screen, but it's like yeah. it could throw people off that my reaction to her being attacked is making me want to, you know, I'm enjoying it. Yeah, right. Well, it, you weren't enjoying the attack as much no. as you were laughing at the, the family dynamics. The context of her, the movie. Her ice cold, you know, tearing down of everybody in her family. That was great. Um, oh, that's cool. I'll check that out. And I guess the last thing in Shuck on the News, uh, Tim Minchin, who I actually don't like at all. Um, he's that Australian uh, guy who plays piano, Ginger, wears, like, eye makeup. Have you ever heard of him? No. You know what? Then fuck it. Shuck on the News Tim is Minchin? Clo- Tim Minchin. Okay. Yeah, somebody somebody on the show will know who it is. Let's shut down the shock on the news bag. Because the only Australian I know is this gay guy who's named uh, something. Or he's like, Wait, you like only me. know of one Australian? A famous Australian, presently. Like, uh, in terms of, like, Australians on IMDb. Hugh Jackman. But, uh, like, Australian content, you know what I mean? Oh. Like, uh, Hugh Jackman. Not exported Australians. Like, Australian shit that stays in Australia. Exactly. Oh. It's this show called uh, Please Like Me, and it's on Netflix. It's this lanky, like, blonde Australian gay guy who's just... It's it's his like girls or it's his broad city, but from the perspective of a of a lanky gay guy in Australia. Oh, okay, so is like, it good? I, Funny. I, I watched the first couple minutes of the first episode. And I was like, Wait, you've watched two minutes of an episode and you're recommending it? No, I'm not recommending it. I oh. turned it off because I just. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. So is it bad or good? I don't even have a read on this. No. I don't know if the shield is up or so, down. Well, as I That's found, I have to promote gay stuff anyway because it's like you know we have I have to just because <laughs> it's in the contract. It's in the contract when you come out. You know, when you, you have to sign this. You have to, to sign it. When you go out of the closet, you sign it with your pink fluffy pen. And uh, that's so <laughs> terrible. But, I, but it's true. I feel like we're, we're in a time now where 20 years ago, you couldn't have these just throwaway shows about gay guys in front of whatever reason. Right. And it would have to be an event or it would have to be like, like a, a camp. A, yeah, you know, or like or camp. like Philadelphia, where it's like a gay issues movie. It couldn't just be a movie yeah. that happened to but be it's, about you know, gay it's stuff. Because of those things that we are where we are today, and I'm right, so grateful for that. And I don't want to take advantage of just sitting in a corner and being like buying past all these gay content stuff. Right. So I give it a shot, and I don't know. Oh. It's like it's my it's my burden to enjoy even bad gay content. <laughs> well, that, uh, yeah, that's really that feels really modern in like 21st century. Yeah. Well, they're bringing back Will and Grace, right? You hear about that? Oh, NBC whoa. brought them back, and they were like, "It's like slipping into an old shoe kind of thing." When they bring the cast back, I'm just, I'm, I'm, t- I'm, I'm done. I'm done with bringing shows back. Let it, let it be a memory. Let it be a good memory. No, because it's, it's going to keep t- happening. It's, it's going to turn into a bad memory. Every name me a show that's come back from the dead that's been good. Family Guy, twice. Mm, I'll okay. I'll agree to disagree. Yeah. Name me another show. Arrested Development season four wasn't very good. No, but that's it was a, okay. Yeah, Futurama. These are animated. Animated, yeah. So let's do the live action. Live action, is there any? And again, I'm not sure about those two, but I'll take. Does the Curb Your Enthusiasm keep coming back? No, Curb Your Enthusiasm. <laughs> it's never canceled, but it's never. It's just a standing deal that Larry has with HBO, where they're like, if you want to make a season, back. I can't wait for that. I, I can't wait. That was uh... Curb Your Enthusiasm is. We haven't really talked about that. No, on this show. and what I like about Curb, just in a nutshell, is that every episode, it's either Larry is either the instigator or the victim. But either way, it's, it's I always the, agree with Larry, and it makes me feel like a bad person. I I genuinely almost always feel that Larry's in the right, even though some of his methods can be uncouth. Yeah. I'm always like, but he's not wrong. No. He's just like yeah. misunderstood. He does that thing where he doesn't want. I don't want to ever be that guy in a situation, but he doesn't care being that guy in a situation yeah. to call someone out on their their rubbish. Yeah. The stop and I think giving a term to the stop and chat was one of my favorite things because the stop and chat is a real thing. Everybody's been through that, but it was the first time I ever heard a term applied to it. Yeah, it's helpful. You see somebody on the street and you're like, I don't want to. I don't want to say hi. I don't want to have that conversation. It's, you know how it's going to go. You just do the. There was some <laughs> some old meme where it was like how white people smile, and it made me laugh because I was like, I know this. Where it's like, 
Okay. When you see somebody and acknowledge them, Google it if you're not sure I'm doing a face, but how white people smile. It's this like acknowledgement smile that you do when you pass somebody at work. I do the salute. I go, hey. Oh, the, 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 the semi-salute, not the full military. No, I do that because I, I, I don't like that. That's so patronizing. And we are only on the, we're only on this planet once. You know, if you know somebody, say hey. Don't say hey. just own it. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. It's so uncomfortable. And, then the, and also how valuable is your time? Really? Sure. Yeah. And you know, the other, have a two-second chat. There you go. And you don't have to. Just, you know, it. the, the acknowledge, bile. Acknowledge yeah, that they exist. The anxiety and the bile that you're producing just by... Pretending that this is Imagining this encounter before it even fucking happens. Right. Just do it. Just <laughs> be one with the universe. Live. Sure. Enjoy the moment. Be or, present. Or, like, be more eloqu- uh, elegant with looking at your phone right. you know, be more elegant with like oh, I'm just gonna there and like your eye can you know I can we excuse all know, somebody we all know what's happening yeah exactly it's 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 just a shame and then you don't want to be caught in a situation where two weeks later I saw you and you looked away oh it's because I didn't want to stop and talk to you well, see you later <laughs> yeah I guess I don't know I do hate the stop and chat sometimes though it depends it on, depends which on who it is and where you're going yeah. and what you're doing if I see someone on Monklin for sure I, you know I have yeah. to because yeah. this is a very specific exact location episode we're in Montreal on March 11th yeah Monkland. the calendar's correct because John corrects the calendar I think I actually episode. took the sheet off and did it myself last you, week. you did it and it was you didn't put it back so well so I redid it but it's okay, uh, okay. You're, you're getting it but this is the thing I did something and then we redid it again yeah, that's the rewatch. It's, it's coming back all around. John John took the calendar. A little context, I said it before, I have a calendar in the office where we record here, and I never remember to change the month. John is my guy. John's my month changer. I've been doing it since November. Since November. When every we first month. watched Showgirls. Yep, yep. So, uh, so long if ago. it weren't for John, I wouldn't know what, what month it is. So uh, Private Parts this week celebrated its 20th anniversary. Yeah, there was a piece that I, I emailed it to John. Emailed it. I fucking messaged. Emailed it. I, how old am I? You sent it by Hotmail. Yeah, I sent it by Hotmail. I went on my AOL on my 56K modem and I, I fucking, I sent it and John printed it out in one of those dot matrix printers. <clears throat> like, took 10 minutes. I had to would, use my, like, old lady. Yep. Uh, and he tore off the edges and then there you go. And then I used those edges to create a joker smile on my lips. You know, he just sliced it like paper cut. Because I think that's what he did in that movie. Heath Ledger for real. Like every morning he cut his cheeks because he wanted to get that method into that fucking character. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's impressive. Check it out. But yeah, the uh, <laughs> check it out. It's for real. Google it, okay? Go to Breitbart.com. But, Don't uh, go to Breitbart. But the, the 20th anniversary uh, aspect of it, because yeah. we, we watched this movie not long ago. Not long ago, and it was the article in Variety kind of covered a lot of what we talked about, the, the kind of uh, biographical elements of how that production was going through all the yeah. drafts and Howard had, had you know, final say on what happened and the idea of taking Howard Stern the radio show and making that a movie that people wanted to see and it becoming kind of a cult classic and like cult classic I was surprised by that in fact because I don't I I think it was not even a cult classic am I the leader of this cult because I don't because like am I because I feel like you're the only one apart from me and who's seen it in terms of you know the groups of people but it made money it made money and and it you know it's a sweet a sweet kind of heartfelt film a very like not Howard Stern movie right well you called it propaganda Love I think that. it is. I I'd still feel that it's a little bit of correct the record, you know. Yeah. So it was Howard Stern being the penultimate marketer, knowing that you, the radio market, what he's doing works. For the movie market, he has to do something different, and to to win yeah. people's hearts and minds is what'll work there. And it did. It's it's one of these uh, alchemy situations we've talked about before with the Fincher Sorkin thing, because the director Betty Thomas. That's one element that I wasn't aware of when uh, was reading this article was that she was commissioned by Reitman because Reitman had worked on the um, right he was in he was in that development process yeah Reitman was producing the Letterman 
uh, Leno yes. uh, take over the late, HBO the movie. late watch or the the, the, the late the, shift the late shift yeah. and Betty Thomas she directed that that TV movie and uh, I guess because of the cinema verite network aspect of that mo- that movie uh, Reitman was like oh come do private parts and and Thomas was like no I hate Stern I don't yeah. want to promote Stern and Reitman was like well no you're the perfect man. yeah That's they the want perfect- a skeptic exactly and that. That's, I think that's why it works. It works so well, yeah. that movie. We talk about Stern before in this, yeah. but the retrospect, I thought the cult aspect of it, I just didn't see it. Cult? It's not really cult. What is a cult There's movie? There's not that many people like, that I mean, really care about that movie. Unless you're talking about, you know, shitheads from New Jersey who love Howard Stern. Sorry, I keep dropping that pen. <laughs> shitheads from not, New not Jersey? All, not all people from New Jersey are shitheads. It's not what I'm saying. I like the shit. Just a good chunk. No, I'm just but kidding. I'm just I'd kidding. like to talk about cult movies. Like, what's an example of a cult movie? Like, Ghost oh. World? Animal, not Animal Go- House? Yeah. Is Ghostbusters a Go- cult movie? Donnie Darko. Donnie Darko That's is a cult a, movie. It's a modern It's cult definitely movie. something that grew from the ground and then everyone... Yeah, because it, it got released in theaters and made no money. It was released There's, at Sundance and then Blockbuster directed DVD did it. Yeah. And then, it made a fortune on DVD. It did. When and, you could still make money and on like, DVD. I guess you can be skeptical. It's like it's got uh, it's got Anna Faris and uh, and and Christine Baranski. I'm not going to rent that. That's like a TV... And who are these? Anna Faris. Uh, just... A hypothetical. Oh, and then you see Donnie Darko, Drew Barrymore, Jake Gyllenhaal, right. Patrick Swayze, Noah Wiley. Yeah, uh, They're like that's a real movie. This, these look like actors in a real movie. Why yeah. didn't I and see this? And had a cool, cool poster. With it the, did like, have a Frank, cool poster. Money, and it was confusing in that. In that, oh, we've all seen Mulholland Drive. I'm in. I'm in. The, I'm in the need yeah. for a kind of what the hell kind of movie is this? Because yeah. I feel like kind of like David Lynchian well, meets yeah meets, uh, uh, John Hughes. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Really, actually, yeah. that's an apt. Yeah, it's Lynch meets Hughes. Yeah, that nineteen eighties, you know, suburban environment that doesn't exist in real life. That it was in every Hughes and Spielberg movie. Then it's like that, but with a weird horror twist. I was just thinking. Yeah, I've seen Donnie Darko. Never. I've seen the two scenes. I saw the. Wait, f- you never seen it? Not. It's not with my ass for ninety minutes. Okay, you. We're gonna. That's the one director's of my, cut. I no, don't know. no, 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 no. We're gonna watch the original. Richard Kelly. Cut. Yeah, for, he doesn't have a career anymore. No, he doesn't. And there's a lot what of what happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was like a Aronofsky. South, like even Aronofsky kind of teetered where he wasn't going to have something yeah. for a while. Yeah, Southland Tales happened, but now he's and great. That, that that killed him. That killed him. But then he yeah. did the box. The box isn't that bad. I liked the box. Uh, <laughs> people, people, <laughs> what? Mad Magazine that year because they have a they have the, they have their yearly roundup, and I think they have in their movie section they wrote, <laughs> "No one went to see Cameron Diaz's box." <laughs> Of course they did. Of course they did. That's so I mean, it's filthy. Yeah, it's yeah. Cameron Diaz is the box, or Cameron uh, Diaz. Is, I don't know. Uh, the box is not a. Anyway, it's, it's not a good it's title. A de- it's a decent film. Uh, I mean, uh, he wrote Domino, the Tony Scott movie. Oh, he did. Yeah, that did well. He so he made, he's made his money. But Donnie Darko, uh, you have to see the the the. the, the Theatrical cut only. The director's cut sucks. I think I'm missing like maybe twenty percent of it, but I've seen like the dinner scenes. I'm missing the I'm missing the time travel explanation in the science class, and I'm missing the Patrick Swayze bits. Yeah, yeah, no, you got to sit down and watch the whole thing. I, I <laughs> it, it was a thing that like that was the movie that got me interested in working in the film business. Okay, and you know it's one of those things. Some movies that you're interested, you know, you like. Like I, when I was 14, I liked The Boondock Saints, and now I watch it. And Everyone thought, watched The Boondock trash. Saints. And it doesn't hold up well. It's like want to be Tarantino. That was a lot bullshit. of I think that was a lot of people's introductions to uh, what a gay person was. Because I remember at the time it was oh, Willem Dafoe yeah, was naked right. with him. I didn't. I never saw it, but I just know that it was in 2000. Kids would be like, oh, there's a gay scene in it or something. Yeah, there's a gay guy in it. Yeah, Willem Dafoe, the Goblin from Spider Man. Yeah, gay in and it. it's weirdly homophobic because it was written by this homophobic Irish that, asshole. Yeah, who got enough money to make a second one in Ireland? No, he made it. I think in New York. 
Or... But they go to Ireland in the premise of the second one. Oh. And they get Billy... Um... Yeah, Billy Connolly plays yeah. the dad. He's yeah. dead, right? He died? No, Billy Connolly's alive. He's dead. No, he's alive. You sure? Yeah, pretty sure. 100%. Yeah, we won't check. We'll no. find out after the show. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll, okay. I like to I like to maintain the the, the total incorrectness of yeah, like whatever facts part. we have. Yeah, you know, because trusting your instincts is really the only thing you got going for you. Like yeah, when man. you cross the road, you got you only have your instincts. No, I check my phone. Are cars coming? <laughs> Are you insane? <laughs> and then that's why I'm dead. You're talking to a ghost. This is the ghost of Sean. Um, but yeah, talking about uh, Donnie Darko, mm-hmm. it, it it it's a film. I think that like. Some people have aged out of it and been like, it's kind of not as good as its reputation. I don't think so. I disagree. I think it holds up well. I think it's a, a pretty pretty impressive film for what it was trying to do. Its use of music and mood and stuff is incredible. The, the mood is incredible. It, it's it, it's the art like, direction is really yeah. good. It's it, I think it's a great film, and but it's all anchored around f- great actors. Yeah. The whole movie, you know, Jillian uh, Hall, Mary both McDon- Mary Mc- Mary yeah Mary Mary McDonald. She's excellent. She's so good in that. She She's, takes so much. She eats so much shit from that Don, that Donnie Darko. Yeah. <laughs> I I think she is the best. Like the standout actor in that movie, like Gyllenhaal carries it. He's he's incredible because yeah. that movie could be really truly so bad, but he's got that like you know that weirdness, that ability to totally and utterly become a character. That I think you know, especially seeing somebody that young do that, because that's an older actor's game. You know, you see yeah. these, and you know, and where guys like Jared Leto like to think they can do that, Gyllenhaal actually can do that. Gyllenhaal. Well, yeah. it's a good thing he didn't get that Oscar for Brokeback, because I'm sure he would have, you know. <laughs> done Oscar bait because he's been, he's had a good career he's done weird stuff ever since all the way through there was a point where they tried to make him maybe we talked about we this we did yeah yeah they tried to make him we into talk an about, action star I find we talk about the same actors a lot because we like revisiting and rewatching their stuff yeah man well, well whatever one, one day we'll talk about uh, what was this guy Tim Tim McDougal or Tim Mickeman Mickeman Tim Minchin oh I was close Minchin what yeah. happened he he was wearing some piano shit. No, Tim Minchin, he does these, like, you know, fucking piano ditties that are, like, they're clever. But, like, people love him. It's like Reddit loves him, I guess. Does he play at airports? No. No, no, he's, like, a huge... He's like piano huge... ditties. Like, he's in the lobby going... Da, 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 da. He's just doing, like, piano comedy. I don't okay. know. It's like... I hear you. Musical yeah. comedy. He, he's clever. He seems talented. He's worked on musicals and stuff. I, I can't... I Did don't... he tweet something offensive? No, he had... A, uh, DreamWorks was like, make a movie for us. And he spent four years making this movie. Okay. And then, and then they were like, it's not turning out how we hoped. And they canceled Four years? It. Yeah, well, I mean, you know how animated yeah. films... Oh, it was animated. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. DreamWorks Animation. And then they pulled the plug, like, recently. They have and no so... problem releasing shit. What? <laughs> yeah, right? I mean, like, where, where where are their standards? Have you seen this movie flushed away? Have you away? seen Shark Tale? Oh yeah, that's a disgustingly animated. all of their. I mean, what's their 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 ants is pretty hideous on the retrospect. Yep, yeah. There's not. They don't have. What's a good DreamWorks this, animated? Have movie? you heard of this Shrek? Fight, fight of the Guardian? Not not even Shrek. I don't know. No. It's kind of hideous. The that, human faces are were just so ugly. Uh, and just the real. I don't know. They have none of the. They had touch of one summer. They Pixar. released a hundred and twenty million dollar budget Sinbad: Legends of the Seven Seas or something animated movie, and that came out a week or two after Finding Nemo, and then a week or two before Pirates of the Caribbean. So it tanked. So. Animated water movie, Nemo, and then live action pirate movie, and so yeah, it tanked. It fucking tanked. With Brad Pitt, Catherine Zeta Jones, Michelle Pfeiffer, Dennis Haysbert. Uh, man, like that ca- well, that that's part of my other problem is, is that, the that, celebrities. Yes, yeah, yeah. They're they were the first to really pioneer. Yeah. We're going to use celebrity voices yeah. in these in these. Uh, I mean, now it's a 
thing. Now everybody does it. But I like I like the period where Disney movies in the '90s were actual just cartoon voice actors or Broadway actors, yeah. or just with voice the exception, you would have certain Robin like, Williams in a 20 minute role, yeah, or um, but the rest were real yeah. just voice actors. Matthew Broderick for 20 minutes in Lion King, Jeremy Irons for some of it, and he yeah. doesn't even sing the song that he's famous for. Yeah, no, of course they always um, had the, the singers doing that. Pixar when they did the Tom Hanks Tim Allen, that was to sell them. Uh, their first Pixar movie. You know yeah. what I mean? Like Toy Story had to have celebrities on top of the name. Yeah, but that also felt better like there was some real thought that went into it. Casting those two guys. Yes. Yeah. It wasn't It wasn't necessarily a... Because the DreamWorks one, I feel like anybody could have played those roles. Right. It's just we need big names. Fucking... I'm sorry, I'm swearing again, but Megamind came out not too long ago with Will yeah. Ferrell and, yeah. and Tina Fey and, and Jonah Hill. And it's... Where, where are you getting these names from? Like, are they, are they in the parking lot and, and they, you know, they can have lunch with Spielberg and they're going to come into the voice recording yeah. i don't know the, the voice acting in those movies of, yeah of dreamworks movies yeah no it's not it's not particularly good and it doesn't feel like yeah it's, it doesn't feel considered it no. just feels like you know we got we have to sell this movie get the big but i think audiences are are wise to that i think now they are the I'm money's not... are, the money's already been spent and you know the yeah. money's already gone like families have already spent their shark tail money and their other garbage and they're like you know what exactly I've been, i'm unfazed by this like b movie my oh, God, man. B-Movie. Yeah, and B-Movie. That's something I on Reddit. I never saw it. The internet is obsessed with B-Movie. It's uh, Are they obsessed with it because of the movie or because of its mimetic potential? I don't know. I think it's one of these Home Alone things where a generation of kids had that as their babysitter, and regardless of the quality, it's now right. their favorite fucking thing. I mean, apples to apples, is it really at, like even on the same page as Home Alone? I'd be curious. I, a, I, yeah, we should do a generational comparison, like a fucking leaderboard. What was the like? Big what was the best? Yeah. Just you could you could just do it based on Rotten Tomatoes. We need to get a good. We need to get like seven people in here. What was your favorite rewatch as a kid? No, yeah, but you have to get seven generations. That'd be that cool. means there's going to be one old ass person and one fucking oh, five year old. Gone with the Wind, E.T., Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we don't even have to get them in. Let's just be prejudiced. It's, oh yeah, of course this is what you like, you fucking unoriginal bastard. <laughs> gone with the Wind, but people paid the, how many every like nickel in a nickel in a in a corn box. <laughs> a a, a half penny. <laughs> see Gone with the Wind because Lord of Mercy must have been hot in those days to like sit in a movie theater for four hours oh it'd be so great to know that not to go home because I can sit in this movie theater for four hours without getting kicked out yeah. long movies are a great way to hide from your troubles I guess that's true uh I don't know. I always feel like I get anxious if it's too long, though. You're worried that your parking is going to expire or the I'm house just, is on fire? I'm just like, I should be doing something else. If the movie's I, worth if it. If the movie's not good. If the movie's right. worth it, I won't even pay two any towers. attention. I watched Two Towers twice, and I think I, I think the moment that I watched the Two Towers the second time, I regretted it because I paid. I was like, well, first time. I regretted it the first time around, to well, be honest. I mean, uh, you know what? No. I think I probably enjoyed it a little bit, but then I made the mistake of watching the extended versions. Right. Don't watch the extended versions. Don't watch the extended versions of anything. Don't watch the remasters. That's Ridley Scott's fault. Well, look, that's the only thing. The only one I've ever seen that I thought was an improvement was the director's, the Blade final Runner. director's cut of Blade Runner. Right. I thought is better than the theatrical. That's the, but that's the only version. I haven't seen anything else that improves upon the original. The Zodiac Blu-ray is the director's cut, and the there didn't he get director's cut on the picture? He didn't. I don't think so because there there are literally two scenes, two sequences that are that are applied. There's a there's a bureaucratic uh, back and forth between the Ruffalo detective and a judge, and they're trying to get a court order to go visit the trailer of of the Zodiac, mm. and it's just like we have this evidence, we have this evidence, and they're literally listing every piece of evidence they have, and the judge is like, okay, I'll sign off on it. That's the I think that's the only scene in this director's cut that 
is in it and it doesn't add anything no. but i think having director's cut on your material it's just to a buy. Mar- it's a marketing exactly thing. and it, just, that movie though man the barissa lake killing scarred me for life yeah. if you want to if you if you are feeling too good right now go on to youtube google barissa lake killing and you're going to be fucking scarred for life that is one of the most horrifying on-screen murders in cinema history yeah. because most I've talked about this before it's a sequence from film school that sequence you could watch that sequence it in is. film school well because there's a there's a tendency to shoot violence in a way that's really kind of sterile where, where even with knives and stuff when in a movie if somebody gets stabbed with a knife it's like uh, uh, it's not perfect it's dead yeah they're like ah uh, they're dead but in this movie these people get stabbed 30 40 times they're still alive yeah, they're, they're screaming the entire yeah. time like that that level of like realism because like you know he was when he made this movie he was you know, laser focus. Everything is going to be exactly. Because he was gonna, shooting with digital. I think he was like pioneering. He was shooting with digital at the time with Harris Savitas, who's no longer with us. R.I.P. Drops pours him out. He was a great cinematographer. He shot uh, the the trilogy of death with Gus Van Sant. Incredible cinematographer. But the, the Fincher just directorially, he had that super focus where every knew- single thing that that I think he talked about it. Where like that that film and that or sorry that that those events were like shaped his childhood yep. and were burned into his brain. So. So every single detail in that movie is as accurate as they could make. Have it. you seen the bonus features on this two disc director's no. cut? No, that's a good set. We should watch those bonus features. Yeah, but I know for from the production that Fincher had digital in his po- back pocket. Yeah, they're which using the, the Viper film he stream. Could, he could, you know, ring out Jake Gyllenhaal fifty million takes after another because he had the space. And Gyllenhaal was pissed about that. A lot Gyllenhaal of those hated actors. that movie. Yeah, yeah. and De- and uh, not and De Niro. I don't. I don't guy. blame them. I mean, that's not a fun experience. No, but it, none of those people I think have worked with him since. No, the major stars. You know. Yeah, he's known for kind of breaking people down like that. But he, I think but he, he he refers to. I have the score. I have the score for Zodiac. It's yeah. an excellent score. The uh, there's a there's a bonus track where you hear Fincher in the recording booth with the composer and he refers to his actors by their last names he goes well when ruffalo does this i want jill and all this i love i loved hearing him refer to his actors by their last name but anyway yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey that piece of meat over there should uh... he had the trailer for mindhunters out this week the new oh, fincher, i haven't seen it yet it's a minute long the trailer and it it's because you know it's fincher it doesn't say anything about fincher in the promos but you know it's him and you can just it's got that trailer porn it's Ooh. got that like it's got that this ultra creepy, precise framing. It does, and, yeah, man. and it's serial killers again. You know, in Ooh. no order. You got seven dragon. This tattoo. is his Netflix show, right? Yeah. Well, he's. It's like House of Cards, where he's going to do the pilot. I wonder. I wonder if he'll do all of it. I hope he does. Because uh, he doesn't tend to, though. He tends to do like he'll do the first two, and then get a producer credit and produce the show. Right, and, and then they on. just take his style and make that the the style yeah. of the show. But it's never even House of Cards. No, like the first two episodes are outstanding, and the rest of the show follows it pretty good. And House of Cards has, aside from the the uh, uh, writing issues with the show, it still has some of the best cinematography and style. Yeah, I the think. art direction is excellent. It's great, and the way they move the camera, the but grandeur the f- of it. Yeah, yeah. But the first two episodes, like David Fincher, nobody nobody moves a camera like David. Nobody Fincher. moves him. Like, nobody moves no. a camera like David. Maybe Fincher. Wes Anderson. Yeah, well, and it, well, it's different. It's very different. Yeah. I think like where where Wes Anderson has this kind of like loosey goosey artistic feel. That's obviously not that. It's very considered. Yeah. And you know, when the camera framed. moves. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like Fincher. Fincher. It's like a robot. A robot. Yeah. And that's a criticism leveled against him a lot is that it's like super sterile. He shoots a like, lot of the inserts himself. I remember the sequence in the Social Network when they're all on. Um, face mash at the beginning yeah you know scenes of people in coffee shops typing away people yeah. walking into buildings he shot every one of those inserts not like a not like second unit exactly having but, the actual actors even be there to do it right he would do the inserts of um 
the hand like hand movements hand, over like uh, in zodiac a lot of inserts because zodiac is like two weeks later two months later two hours later there's always a, a time passing yeah. by kind of subtitle and he shoots it's just meticulous and yeah. i guess it's just it's so great to be it must feel great to be in control and to be so certain of of the product you're making yeah although that's maybe an illusion i feel like he's probably has the same doubts and uncertainties as we all do but he, he certainly seems to have a confidence he's got a standard he's got to live up to yeah and it may come in his prep too like he might prepare oh for in, sure in a way that is i think maybe a yes. lot more i mean it, it's clear from you know the whole dust up he had on on panic room where the one dp left because it was over planned where yeah. some dps like to find it in the moment he knew exactly what how is, he wanted to what shoot did it. brett ratner say rehearsals are for <laughs> Oh my God! Yeah, that is a real quote, isn't it? Yes, it is. He was supposed to produce the Oscars that year. Rehearsals are for for, for yeah. Oh no. Yeah. F A censored S. Yeah, that's. I mean, I, I guess that doesn't surprise me. Wait, that... they, they this week there was news with that word that they were going to say it. There was a show what? that said it. There was a show that was well, going mean... to say it, and it's like, well, how come you can say? Because Dustin Lance Black has a new show coming out. Or it's a TV. It's on Doesn't, a he was the Oscar-winning screenwriter. For Milk. Yes. He uh, he has a new show out, and I think they um, he he wrote the word like fag in in his scripts. And NBC's like, you can't say that at all. But they got they said it anyway on TV. Yeah. Well, I mean, if 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 it's a show written by a gay writer dealing with gay issues, that's a right. word that comes up sometimes. Sure. Unfortunately, and yeah. they should be able to use it. But the, in the context of the Brett Ratner way, yeah, no, this no. guy is such a piece of shit. Or just not only that, but disparaging like the whole artistic process of being prepared. Like, I'm sorry, you're shooting Tower Heist, a comedy with Matthew Broderick and Eddie Murphy. I don't think it requires, you know, sleepless nights. However, yeah. <laughs> to, to to just throw away, oh, I got, they're just going to show up and we're going to, you know, wing it. You know, it's like, it's, there was so many bad things about that. And then he was hosting the Oscars. Or then he was producing the Oscars. Quote. I think Eddie Murphy was supposed to be hosting that year and then they got uh, somebody at the last minute to not host it or to, ho- to replace him. Okay, I don't know. Because, like, Eddie Murphy's not around anymore. No, no. He has his Shrek 4 money. He was in Shrek. Wait, they made four Shreks? Yeah. Five or four of them. What? Yeah. And the Some f- things I don't need And to the know. fourth one was directed by the guy who did Deuce Bigelow, Male Gigolo. I watched Get Hard, the Kevin Hart with I almost movie. watched that out of desperation, <laughs> and then I, I thought better of it. <laughs> that movie was terrible. All those movies are terrible. They look terrible. I, I mean, when a movie get because I find Netflix star ratings are generally overly generous, so you'll get movies that are not great that get four stars. That one I think had one and a half. If a movie gets one and a half stars on Netflix, The it's Witch a, has it's one a and a half. Fucking turd. The The Witch, The Witch, The Witch has one and a half. Yeah. Okay, well that illustrates that people on Netflix. Don't I don't know trust their, those ratings. No, they don't no. know anything. No, because people are like, it's hard to understand. The Witch. Yeah, it's boring. It's good. I don't know. It's I mean, silly. it's just it's a slow. But, it's but a, it is a one and a half. Even it's under not the skin. A one and I think a half. under the skin is two on a, on a, on Netflix. Under the skin is amazing. It is amazing, but again, it's another. It's a. It's a, It's a. It's Moses parting the sea. You know, people who like it and people who don't are on each side. They should have some kind of like corrective thing for that because it's like if you're gonna have a huge section of people that are fucking idiots that yeah. only like they like, only want their like get reality. Hard. Yeah, yeah, like that. How does that? How do you wait? Is Kevin for that? Hart in this? Is Will Ferrell in this? Because then it's like then you're gonna get people not watching these good movies because most people like these shit. And movies. Netflix is gonna take them out of their library because no yeah, people aren't getting yeah, they're yeah. not getting the views. Ugh, I think sucks. under the skin. I think it's time to start making a list of the best movies of this century. Under the Skin is up there, definitely there. It's that's one. It's an incredible movie. If you haven't watched it, and if you watch it and you don't like it, fuck you. Uh, it's well, Danny, <laughs> stop listening. Danny to this Elfman podcast. did this 
uh, said this, did this uh, interview years and years and years ago, but he definitely set up the, the how you rate people's taste is by uh, giving them a movie that you like or don't like and seeing how they react to it. Yeah. So you ever heard Peter, Peter Jackson's Heavenly Creatures? Uh, I, uh, yes, but I haven't seen it. Kate Winslet and Melanie Litz- Linsky. Okay. She, they play sisters in this real-life true crime New Zealand uh, uh, time and space where they play these sisters who love playing with fantasy and stuff but they kill their mother but they use fantasy to kind of excuse the fact that they murdered their mother and so Danny Elfman saw this movie that year and he's going to all the Oscar parties and he asked people if he'd seen them uh, this movie and they're like no no of course I didn't see that or that movie was terrible and Elfman gauged people and he I think he brought it up to someone without realizing that they were talking to Peter Jackson and he was like oh that was me I made that movie and Elfman was like what and then Peter was like do you want to come to New Zealand and, and score my The Frighteners the Michael Jackson the Michael Jay Fox, remember this Michael yeah, J. Fox yeah. movie? So Elfman went to New Zealand to score that movie because he loved Heavenly Creatures and talked to him at a party. That's great. I I do like that as a method to kind of see who I'm gonna you know. And look, I don't have to always be friends with or enjoy everything right. somebody else enjoys. I like be, I like being challenged and shown yeah. stuff that I maybe wouldn't look at otherwise. But man, there are certain movies that are like it's a hard pass if you don't like this movie. I I don't think we can you know I I'd love to hear your like what? thoughts on the matter if you have any at all but yeah under the skin is definitely a, a terrifyingly it's great it's, it's bone great. chilling it's bone chilling it, it's beautifully shot yeah it's sad it's like it's everything everything you would want kind of a great sci-fi but from movie seventeen years of, of of movies so far this year I don't I don't know I think that's the only movie I can say with without a beyond a reasonable doubt in the next 50 years when we open up our film history books it'll be like there'll be a few but I would have to think about it a little harder because yeah, it, it, you forget that if that's the cutoff right from 2000 on yeah. what are the best you know there, you know, there's all the you know case all the all the award base and then what's aged terribly I don't think Gladiator is aged very well no it didn't no no I don't it think, hasn't I don't like that movie at one iota no and I liked it a lot when I was you know a dumb kid because you know it's, 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 it's the kind of movie that you know the the weird Britishness, you know that whole thing I keep talking about, where it's like there's a the Poirot an, thing, an exoticness that makes you think it's better than it because is. Because it's English, and so automatically it's it's better. It's it's a better quality. Yeah, it? people yeah. speak differently, and it sounds classy, but it's still trash. Best actor, oh, and one best actor, and Russell, and that was and, so he, f- and the thing is, I I would he's absolutely <laughs> capable of a best yeah. actor win. He's a, an incredible actor, but not for that. Yeah. Not for this, like you know, with his greased hair. And wasn't down. it very like not authentic? Historic? Was no. it historically ina- like, inaccurate no. to such a default? Such a fault? yeah. It was just and was that Ridley Scott? It was Ridley Scott, and uh. Uh, the year the year later he did Black Hawk Down. Which I like better. I think yeah. Black Hawk Down is a pretty solid war movie. Although I don't like watching it. It's kind of unpleasant. And then he did Hannibal. And then he did A Good Year with Russell Crowe with The Wine in Italy. Oh, I never he, saw and that. And then he did... Uh, yeah, he, he, I mean, he's prolific. He puts out stuff. Matchstick Men is pretty good. Match. Oh, yeah, that is pretty... Is that really Scott? Yeah. That That's, a, I like that. Because <laughs> he's got his Thelma and Louise movies. And then he has his, uh, his Blade Runner movies. Yeah. He's all over the map, and now he's doing. Now Alien he's saying Covenant? he's going he's gonna to keep doing it. The trailer really didn't do it for me. The new trailer came out is good. It has a good. Uh, it has a good like. Is that the one that song? ends with the alien on the ship. No, like, no, no, no. This one ends with uh, the face hugger coming out of the egg. There's too many trailers for this already. I don't like the name Alien Covenant, and he's saying it's not a sequel to Alien. Why uh, didn't he just call it Prometheus Two? Or just Covenant. I think they wanted because Lindelof's not involved in any no. of that now. They cut him out. Lindelof also hasn't been involved in anything. Since well, he's that. finishing his last season of The Leftovers. Oh, that's doing okay. I've never seen it. No. I don't know. The guy who wrote Election and uh, the book, The Election and uh, Little Children, the book and the script, did this with him. But three oh. seasons in, and it, 
I don't know. It's not. There's nothing about it that speaks to me. No, and I and I keep trying to spoil myself on what the hell's going on in the show, yeah. and I still can't understand. I still don't get. Is it? Does it have classic Lindelof sisms? Well, it does because I think last season everyone disappeared or everyone came back without explanation. So there's a, there's always a without explanation, and don't worry, the the dragons are coming. <laughs> Afterwards. The explanations are coming. And yeah. Get ready, folks, because it's going to be a doozy. Well, I mean, there is another dimension out there, obviously, because they found some other moon on Saturn this week. There's always new space news this year. There's always, like, space news Wait, coming there's up. another moon there's on some, Saturn? I'm just saying, there's probably somewhere out there where there's a, there's a good last season of Lost. Oh, yeah, in the multiverse, for sure. You know, we're, we're going to find out what it is. But I guess we're, we're getting to the end of the show, and I, I, there was something we wanted to talk about when we, we get close to the end of the show. We, we don't do this like with the idea that there's a lot of people that listen to the show and I, I think there's maybe not that many but there's a couple people there's Marty shout out to Marty we know he listens he's like our biggest fan but it seems that there are maybe other people that have heard the show um, we can see like stats about who's looking at the show and we got you know some people in Toronto we got some people in Montreal uh, we had some people in Virginia we had some people in Calgary so we just wanted to kind of let you guys know that we do actually have you know Twitter Facebook all that stuff so we'll do a little social media. This is the Watch Rewatch social media recap. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to make it professional. It sounds pretty professional. Yeah. So we're we're on all the stuff mostly, but uh, you and know. I'm just yeah, I'm so dusty and rusty when it comes to that stuff. Yeah. That, uh, well, and it just you know do, we're doing the show for us really, as you can probably imagine. Uh, so it was one of those things that we didn't like consider the fact that there might be people listening. So if you do, we'd like to know like who who are you? What are you doing? Yeah. How'd you find our show? Let us know. You can hit us up on twitter we're at watch underscore rewatch uh we're on facebook which is facebook.com slash watch rewatch all one word uh we got a soundcloud same thing soundcloud.com slash watch rewatch all one word and we even have a website if you're like old <laughs> if you're really old and you want to send us an email um it's www.watch you don't even have to say the www anymore i love uh, i was every time i hear that, www that's how I, that's how I date myself david fincher has that in gone girl when uh, www the, http it, colon forward slash forward slash yeah um the mother goes uh you can find her at www.findamazingamy.com yeah it was just perfect it's a great way to characterize somebody who's old and out of yeah, touch which w- i have w- just done w- <laughs> so uh, watch-rewatch.com, uh, watch-rewatch.com. You know, let us know where you're from. What are you up to? What do you? Is there stuff you want to hear on the show? We'd love to hear from you. Do you want to correct us? Um, we Please are... correct the record. You know, uh, you know, if you if there's stuff that you want us to talk about, we'd love to hear from you guys. If you um, want to be a guest, if you want to be a guest, you can. Okay, here's the thing. <laughs> well, I'm, I'll make this promise on the air. We will do an interview with one of you guys, somebody we don't know. If you want to talk about movies on the show, we'll have you Skype we ha- in. You have to talk about movies on the you show. You have to talk you, about you movies on the show. You can't, you can't just talk about... Yeah, whatever. We'll, what, we'll find a little we bit... We talk about whatever. That's it. So this will be the inaugural Watch Rewatch interview contest. We're going to start with one of you guys, somebody that... Raffle balloons, woo. That's it. We, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, we'll have you Skype in. We'll uh, patch you into the show, and we'll do a little interview we'll section. We'll follow you in through Skype. That's it. You class. won't do the whole show, because maybe it'll suck, and you'll say something bad. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Unless you hate Under the Skin, then we'll just sit you down and hear yeah, if, yeah, if Yeah, if, yeah, if you hate Under the Skin, we'll do a whole hour. Just kidding. Don't do that. No. Um, but we'd love to hear from you guys, so please uh, hit us up. Again, that's at watch underscore rewatch on Twitter. Facebook facebook.com slash watch rewatch. Uh, so happy we have a Facebook page now. We got a Facebook it was page. Like the next it's best welcome thing. to 2007. Is that it? Are we done? 
Are we done in terms of not not done like you know the end of the world done, but are we done in terms of how far we can promote ourselves? We can do a Pinterest, we can do an Imgur, we can do a no, you subreddit, we could do a no, fuck that. We're you know Facebook and Twitter, and like honestly, I was just doing the Twitter before, yeah, and I didn't even have notifications on. I was really bad at it. So apologies if anybody it's wanted such a, to. It's such a thing. It I mean, is a thing. Like it's 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 created a new job market out there for people who can just handle the, the social, social media, media accounts. Because if like, you guys want to be a social media manager. Just kidding. I'm gonna do it. We'll pay you in poorly. being able to do interviews with us. Yeah, yeah. Like that's like that's worth anything. Hey, you want to do an interview on this show that nobody listens to? <laughs> Great. Hey, the, the the one person in Virginia. Yeah, the one person. The Virginia thing. Int- I want to know. Yeah, who the fuck are you, guy from Virginia? Is this some guy that like maybe listened to the show once and was like, Jesus Christ? Accidentally clicked Who the fuck it? are these guys? Well, I have it on my particular personal Instagram, a link, and I imagine that in 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 the thumb craze world of two a.m. when you're clicking away. You just some guy some from Virginia, and maybe he's just like this is or this girl sucks. Oh yeah, yeah, could be. Mm-hmm. I'm, I apologize. That's or uh, there's a new Star Wars book out that takes place between uh, Jedi and Force Awakens, and they use a pronoun for a creature called G, like Z eight Z backslash he. Okay. So now it's like a transgendered alien creature. In when you refer to it, it's instead of he went to the mall or she went on the spaceship, it's now G. Oh, like how people ask to use the pronoun G-X-E or... Something like that. I was reading but, about that. Oh. Wait, wait, but what's the link to the transgender thing? Like that, it was designed as like an adi- like a like a, like a transgender character in the Star Wars book? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. So now... That I feels get, like pretty modern for... Finally? Star Wars. I know. It just It's such a weird thing to do for science fiction. It feels like it should have been done... A before. while ago, yeah. yeah. It's st- yeah Instead yeah. of just he and a she, it's like, oh, this alien lizard queen named... And you refer to that thing as a, a she the rest of the book, but now you can yeah. refer to it as like yeah, like a jet, like a non-binary exactly. Yeah, you feel like yeah, science fiction would have done that first because I mean, like you know, they you know at least Star Trek was supposed to be about yeah. these kind of you know more advanced ideals, although everybody was straight. That's in true. Star Trek, yeah, <laughs> weirdly they should have a and there was still controversy when they had John Cho be gay. Oh, that. Although that was that was that's more like canon. That's more like mad that Idris is black for a white role kind right. of thing. Yeah. Also, shut up, nerds. Doesn't matter. That's so nutty. Yeah. So, well, anyways, that's watch rewatch uh, for another week. Uh, we'll be back next week with hopefully more movies, but uh, we don't know. But uh, I guess for this week, I'm Sean. I'm John, and that's been watch rewatch. <laughs>